0: Welcome back to this week's episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast. It's going to be a little bit different this week. It's been a week of experimentation, let's put it that way. A lot of things have been going on in people's lives, but we're going to try something a little bit different here. We had kind of a similar start last week or the week prior. So we we figured that we might just do it again this week because it went so well last week. So as always, I'm Jerry Castillo and tonight I'm joined by
1: uh Mr. Daniel Wen. Uh with us as usual is uh It's your boy Relly Rail, Jarrell Sales. A lot of things have
0: happened since the last time we were on, and which is totally fine. Life happens, but I just want to commend Daniel for being part of that illustrious group to have completed The Last of Us Two.
1: Man, mm-hmm. it was a great it was a great game. Uh technical technicals aside kind of relieved it's over man i've never had my heart like i was heart, i was worried for my heart motherfucking rat king man if anyone uh knows uh has played the game you'll you know what i'm talking about but I, all in all i didn't i mean i honestly didn't really get any of the criticisms some people were saying
2: thank you daniel thank you very much for that um like
1: as a- like for, for one i actually liked abby as a character i i was very sympathetic to her Uh, at the end i mean one reviewer even called to move to kill a key character manipulative at the end of the day like but at the at the same time aren't all like decisions relating to story all kind of manipulative i mean the 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 whole part of a plot is to get you to to understand the characters and get to know how to feel them so i mean i i I don't get the hate for abby and some of the moves taken
2: Hey, I completely agree with you, and this by this time, I'm hoping that majority of the people that are watching this either know how it ends or started to play the game, so these are going to probably be spoilers. But I feel like how they constructed the game as far as switching off the characters and letting us experience Abby's story and it letting us experience Ellie's story during that time was terrific. It was so effective because I, I'm not going to lie to you, in the beginning, I'm like, why the f*** am I playing with with Abby like I'm here for Ellie I've been ride or die with Ellie for seven years I've been in this this whole journey with her so I'm always gonna have her back but as you progress through the story and you kind of you kind of they kind of attack your your emotions there you start to kind of feel for Abby like oh she really got hurt oh there's other people in this universe that is getting affected by Ellie's decisions basically not Ellie's decisions but people that are connected to Ellie in their decisions so they did a terrific job at at attacking those emotions and making you feel some type of way, and I know spoilers. I just got to throw them out there. But towards the end, you you have an epic battle between Ellie and Abby, and I I had to pause the game because I'm like, why why am I being Abby and having to beat up Ellie? Like this can't happen. She's about to kill her. Having that aspect in it is just awesome. Like what what game you know do does that? Like the main protagonist is 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 Ellie, right? And we are put in through the lens of the the antagonist, f-ing her up. And I, I felt completely bad. Like, damn, I really gotta f her up, man. I really gotta beat her up. I really gotta do what I gotta do. And I just I love that part of it.
1: I mean, I think the gamers that are hating this game are completely forgetting like what Naughty Dog was trying to say. And that especially in this universe where like morality was has been muted for a long time. I mean there's def- there's definitely no good guys, there's no bad guys, there's no heroes, there's not really any villains. I mean right. I mean and at the end of the day, you could be a good person to one person and be a bad person to another person. I mean, it's at the end of the day, they wanted what naughty dog wanted to tell you was that they wanted to know both perspectives, and I think they nailed it correctly. And at the end of the day, when that final battle happened, like I didn't I felt I felt very sad because I I don't want neither neither or is a really bad person. There's the only true bad person in this universe are people like David. And I mean, I just didn't want either of them to kill one another. And luckily, neither of them did. They're both decent people at the end of the day.
0: All right, G, so what do you think about what Daniel said?
2: I agree with him. The Last of Us is a doggy dog world. Uh, I like to make the comparison to The Walking Dead, if there's any Walking Dead fans out there, where we have like Rick and his party fighting other camps. One of the most famous ones is... Uh, Negan in his camp and you never know who's the ethical person because everybody's killing each other if you're in an apocalypse type atmosphere ethics is kind of out the window you're trying to survive totally agree yeah if you're trying to survive and if people attack you and your people and your loved ones there's no rules there's no there's no you only have your own moral compass of justice and ultimately this is what Naughty Dog did within The Last of Us 2 and showcasing that
1: that's why the confrontation between Ellie and Abby is tragic because I mean again like I said before neither character is a bad person but if if anything this was this was kind of all started by Joel so you got two decent people that are fighting fighting each other for for over something like someone someone else did and it's neat, n- neither neither character had to fight each other in the first place and that's what that's what's tragic about it tragic about it so- at the end
2: I got a question for you. Do you think it was the right decision, the ethical decision for what Joel did in the, the first installment of the last of us?
1: I don't know if I'll call it ethical in, in our world with like where morals are more are strongly more enforced because I mean, there's not that type of crisis going on. I mean, yeah, it was unethical because you're killing millions of people in the process, but you got to realize from Joel's perspective in that world, the world is so far gone at that point. Like, like, Governments are gone, laws are gone, humanity is way far, like, ter- has turned far way back. I mean, like, even if the fireflies got the cure, I mean, you humans were going to still fight each other no matter what. It's, it's, the world's so different. So, and Joel has lost his humanity and was trying to get, get it back at the, in the process. So at the end, I mean, the world was going to, wasn't going to really change positively with a cure or without one. So... So like it didn't make sense for Joe to give up Ellie. So at that point, yes, I I completely understood what Joe did.
2: So, in this in this world, in the Last of Us world, you're saying that he made the ethical decision to do what he yeah. had to do. And for I want to extend that question himself. to Jared too, because you finished the Last of Us for the first installment, right, Jared? Mm-hmm. With regards
0: to it, it being ethical, I think. More than anything, I would agree that it would be—it's a way for Joel to get back his humanity because it's a crapsack world, and he's already lost it with the death of his daughter Sarah, and Ellie was the closest thing to that humanity that he lost. So it kind of makes sense to to see him do what he did, even if it was for, well, even if it was in exchange for the betterment of the world. Because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't right. know if I want if they.
1: Can I point out something? Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt Jared, but the reason why the fireflies are doing what they did, they're still operating in the mindset of 30 years ago. They're trying to restore the world the way it was 30 years ago. What that makes and honestly, like the fireflies are naive at this point because like they, they don't really realize that the world 30 years ago will, is never coming back. It's too fractured and like too much was lost in the outbreak. So like the the fireflies at the end, they're naive themselves, and they I don't think they haven't fully realized it. That's what I wanted to say.
0: Yeah, and there's also something I wanted to bring up um, with regards to the characters. And one of the reviewers that I watched, he said that with Abby and with Ellie being such strong characters, right? It's hard to to give each one of them their due diligence because you're spending one half as ellie and then the other half as abby excuse me and one of the things that he brought up was that the last of us two should have been two separate games last of us part two should have been about abby and then last of us part three should have been a combination of what happened between abby and and ellie because it feels like at least to the reviewer that Abby's story was just kind of crammed in there because having a lot of exposition and having a lot of exploration with a character, that's never a bad thing. And so I feel like that is something I would agree with, just that having a little bit more time to flesh out who Abby was instead of just throwing her in halfway through the story and just saying, okay, here's
2: a new character. Good luck. I I see what you're saying there. I see what you're saying.
1: I see see what, what you're saying, Jared.
2: But the thing is... This story, this game, isn't about her. She's a compliment. She compliment. She's she's a side dish. Ellie is our hamburger. Abby was the fries. Yeah, she's a, she's complimenting Ellie. So that's why it's not focused on her. That's what that's how I'm seeing it. I I think how they how they structured it is just awesome to me. That's just me. I understand what he's saying. If this if this game if the Last of Us started off this way where we kind of have two separate characters that we kind of look at then maybe i would like agree a little bit more with it but the last of us wasn't wasn't initially like that it was one story about ellie and we had another person that was complimenting her guess who that was joel although ellie was the main character in the story we spent majority of our game as joel but then guess what happened once joel got we sh- we 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 end up going and, and seeing be, we end up being Ellie. That seems kind of crammed in there. Like we could even argue in the last the first Last of Us installment, we could have been Ellie earlier, but it didn't happen. Same kind of formula has been transferred over to the part two, but in my opinion, even more effective because now it's giving us another lens. It's attacking those emotions, like I stated previously. It shows us a whole different character. I understand the exploration part of it. I still feel like there was there's times where you could have done done that, but as the gamer, I didn't explore. I I agree there. I didn't explore with Abby cuz I wanted to get through the story and see what was going on because they stopped at a very vital point where I was like, "Okay, what is going to happen to our main characters?" But to showcase Abby and her different skills as far as um the different weapons she possesses and how she attacks people, I just thought I just thought it was awesome. I thought it was the best way that you can go with it, and it it gave us a better experience as a game.
1: I really agree with you there, Jarrell. I mean, I I applaud the games for a video game at least. I don't know about movie, but it, I applaud it for its originality. It's basically two stories in one. So like you got beginning, middle, end, and then you you go back to beginning, two middle, end in two pers- different perspectives.
0: Okay, with these two different perspectives, right? It's kind of hard to to tell the voice actor from the character they're playing and I just want to get your guys' take on this. So, I just recently read that the actor that plays Abby, Laura Bailey was actually getting death threats from gamers because of how Abby was was in The Last of Us Part 2. And for me personally, I just kind of find that really weird in a sense because don't these people who are sending death threats know to distinguish a character from their actor like the actor is just playing a role they're not actually this person so i don't know why they're so incensed about everything
1: i mean it just kind of shows you how like strong the emotions to this game is but at the same time i mean i mean that's completely uncalled for the actress was just trying to do her job and you know i mean those people simply need to get a life at the end of the day
2: People are stupid.
1: <laughs> People <laughs> yeah, are dumb. Straight
2: stupid. up. Straight um, up. But I agree with, with what Daniel is, is saying. Uh, it really, like I said, it attacks the emotions. But it's just any anything that is really controversial. And this is why I got to say that this game is freaking awesome. Because look how strong people's opinions are. I'm, I'm, I'm sidetracking. I digress a little bit. But look how strong people's opinions are to, to praise this game and to tear it down. And ultimately, any project that has that wide range of, of emotion and passion going into what is being said about it did its job. We look back at 13 Reasons Why. If you ever watched that, it's a Netflix series. Season one, we hated, we hated Bryce. And I'm not saying me personally, but there was death threats going to this guy. He's an actor. But that much emotion, it, it gives us a false reality. But if that's what you're doing... I, I, I highly dislike that it has to be death threats because nobody wants to get those. But a lot of shows, movies end up evoking these emotions. So in, in, in my eyes, The Last of Us did his job. Attack your emotions. Like Daniel said earlier, he was, he was anxious playing this game, but he's happy he got it over with. I kind of shared that same experience. And I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but every time I talk about this game, I'm passionate about it. And I'm going to fight for it because I thought it was awesome. I'm not going to say I'm going to give you death threats, but this is crazy. People are stupid, like I said.
0: Yeah, and it just goes to show how well, how good of a job she did. If people are doing something so incredibly stupid that they can't even distinguish that this person is an actor. They right. are not this person that they that their mind is fixated on them to be. So, you know, I mean, you can take it both ways. It's It sucks that it's happening, but at the same time, props to her for portraying such an amazing character at the same time.
1: I mean, right. I know it's a little off topic, but I mean, I just hope in time, gamers that hate Abby realize that in the end, she's actually a well put together, well written character, and I think I think she deserves, and I, I hope as time goes by, her, her the reception to her character warms.
0: We'll see how how the reception goes, but switching gears a little bit, a game that has been on the forefront of most gamers' minds and most reviewers, and G, you talked about projects, is CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077. And from what I've seen from it, it's being lauded as probably one of the greatest games to come out within these next few months, uh, coming out November 19th for those who want to keep track. And everything I've heard about it is phenomenal, basically. They've said that the world building's great, the graphics look amazing, the playability is really easy, you can just hop in and play, and the depth with which you can customize your character, and the depth with which your choices go, and the actions and the consequences conversely, it's just very, very, very well put together, and yeah, I don't, have you guys heard anything about Cyberpunk 2077, and if so, what do you think?
1: I mean, I've seen the video, uh, the gameplay a lot recently, and it the game looks phenomenal. Unfortunately, I never got to play The Witcher, um, the third one especially. But uh, I mean, because after after this, I I might just well, might just as well like go and buy the game. But yeah, it, it looks completely cool. Um, I mean, w- with hype, that is a little concerning. You know, some like hype can put a lot of pressure on things. But um, if I'm hopeful that this is gonna, this is gonna live up to the hype.
2: First note, uh, purchase The Witcher Three because it's awesome. It's amazing. It's um, free on the
0: Game Pass, Xbox Live Game Pass. It is free.
2: Free promo. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, do what you gotta do. Um, and I think it's a dollar if you upgrade. But okay. Anyways, uh, so I was hyped for this game. I I stated previ- in a previous podcast that I don't. I tend to kind of like steer away from revealing too much about the game because I like to be surprised a bit you know like if i'm like same thing when i watch a movie i watch the trailer that's it i'm not i don't try to read too much into it because then that's when i get false expectations yada yada this and that um one thing that really like blew my mind and i was had my fingers crossed that this would not happen is this game is first person and me personally, I f-ing hate first person, especially for a role-playing game that has so much creativity in your character. I, I would like to see my, per- my my character, third person. I would like to see the world around me. So that is a huge turnoff for me. I, I, I was so excited for this game, and I still kind of am, but I don't think I, I'm kind of on the fence now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this just because it's first person. But all the other things that... Um, creativity that goes along with it the role-playing aspect that goes along with it how the game looks is just so appealing but that first person aspect is really turning me off
0: and here's something that might swayed you though if you purchase it on current gen consoles you might well not might you can upgrade it to the next gen consoles for free which we will get to a little bit later on because there's a certain game that's coming out that doesn't do that so but I mean, that might sway you, right? If you buy for your one or your PS Four, when you eventually upgrade to PS Five or the Xbox refrigerator, um, <laughs> you might you might get the game for
2: free. I'm not purchasing next gen, and I don't know how long, so that's not that's not swaying me.
0: Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, it's for me. I've been looking at some videos and reading up on it. I'm really interested in the Nomad Street Kid and Corporate Goon kind of origin stories that you kind of have to go through because I've seen reviewers and stuff like that. They were allowed to play five hours of it. And basically each one of those three things that I named, they have very different paths. And what one person did was completely different from what another person did. And even one person, let's say being a nomad, did something completely different that another nomad did. And all it was all because of the different choices and the different ways that they spoke to people. I think that's a very interesting aspect. In that regard, is that everything you do seemingly has a consequence? Or I
2: love those types of games. It, that's yeah. reminded me a little bit about like Detroit, just a little more wide range with Cyberpunk seventy seven. But those are those those that aspect is awesome. The role playing aspect is what I look for in two games.
0: So speaking of games, there's a a few other games that are coming out in the next few months that I just want to get a little a quick temperature gauge on, if you don't mind. Ghost of Tsushima coming out on July 17th. Is that a, a pass, or is that going to be, like, a trash?
1: I mean, is it is it is this Ubisoft games? Is this a Ubisoft game? A I Square, don't remember. I think Enix. it might
0: be a Square Enix. It might be.
1: I mean, visually, it looks impressive. I mean, it's, one of, those, it's one of those things that, you know, I don't know too much about, so I'm going to wait until I hear noise about it, and then I will consider buying it. But visually... The game looks impressive. So okay. the developer is a sucker punch.
0: Yeah, oh, best um, known for uh, for Infamous.
2: So, it, I, I'm copping it. I already pre ordered. I passed on the other samurai type game. I forgot what the name of it was, but because mm-hmm. it was it, it didn't it didn't appeal to me as this one. This game. I don't know when they first announced this game, but as soon as I saw the visuals of it and, and the fighting, the aspects of him being able to use this his sword i just i just fell in love so i i'm ultimately gonna buy it so i have some word on it and it's not first person
0: (laughs) yeah let us know how that goes
1: i mean i kind of i kind of do agree with Jarrell on the first person i mean i'm not opposed to first person but like as a person that never really got the hype of call of duty back in the day like first person like point of view never appealed to me so i and as a person that always i grew up loving rockstar naughty dog games like yeah, I, like third person definitely appeals to me. Like I definitely want to look at my character when I play a game, especially in an
2: open world role playing game. Like it, it just has to happen. Right,
0: right, and it's okay, this so Skyrim. Yeah, no, you're right. It's nothing Skyrim. That <laughs> game has been the game has been out for almost more than a decade, I think. But um yeah, so Ghost of Tsushima coming out July seventeenth. Microsoft is actually going to have an Xbox games showcase on July 23rd, according to USA Today. So we don't know what's, uh, what Xbox has planned yet or Microsoft, I should say. So we'll keep uh... garbage.
1: <laughs> look, well... look, I like, I have nothing against the Xbox systems. It's just like, I just grew up indoctrinated into the, into the PlayStation cult. I mean, if I had the money, I would be definitely open to buy it. But at the same time, I feel like I feel like Sony's gonna once again win this generation already. So, well,
2: well, what is what is X, Xbox gonna showcase? Like they have been trailing PlayStation as far as exclusive games go. So, what is being showcased? The same games that you gonna offer on PlayStation? Like probably they
1: another Gears, probably another Gears. Gears. Is you not competing, bro? They not maybe competing. Forza,
0: Forza Motorsport, Forza Horizon, Gears, so, maybe Grand Theft Auto For-
2: Five. Okay. Okay, GTA is offered on both platforms, but we're gonna compare Forza and Gears of War to Last of Us,
1: Spider Man, God of War, Halo Infinite compared, too. But... Ah, it... okay. Halo. Halo's not even in its prime. Like, it's the series is not as not at the high point it once was, like thirteen years ago.
0: Well, yeah, after you know, Bungie switched to Destiny and 343 took over, it's never been
2: the same. They're not competing. I'm not okay. excited for it. That's a pass for me.
1: I mean, if anything, I would honestly like to see a new player into the console market. Like, dude, I mean, it's it's never going to happen, but I would welcome Sega back with open arms into the market. So, like, more competition, the better. Sega? Hmm. What they going to offer us? Sonic? I mean, we haven't seen a good Sonic game in years. Uh, I would definitely you, welcome you, a good Sonic you, can't you get a Sonic game on the Switch? I mean... That's,
0: that's a good question. I don't use my <laughs> Switch, so... I mean,
1: I, I want to... I, I hope a good Sonic game comes out again because hot take here, like, I, I actually really prefer Sonic over the Italian plumber.
2: <laughs> I gotta disagree okay. with you on that one, dog. Uh, Dude,
1: Sonic's a bad I, I understand. Mario?
2: I understand Sonic's a bad Cool, cool, cool and all, but you ain't f- with Mario, bro. Mario got everything. Oh, you can man. play Mario anything. You can gonna, play Mario baseball, Mario soccer, Mario basketball. You can Mario do party. With Sonic. Nah, man. Mario got nah, man. It's not competing, bro. I'm sorry. Sonic. I, 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 I The last time I had an, a good Sonic game was on my Game Boy Advance, bro. Maybe Nintendo DS. Sonic. I mean, it,
1: if they would make good Sonic games, like Sonic would be a way more popular character than Mario they try,
2: but it the sonic racers
1: that ain't competing mario kart bro man you know what i mean I, like this is probably my own opinion but i find mario boring compared to sonic man like Damn. mario's Mario's just the italian plumber that goes like "Mamma mia and like sonics is just <laughs> fast hedgehog. what the hell
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah bro
2: <bruh>. okay
1: <laughs>
2: uh i haven't even heard mario say that <laughs> in the past like five games that he's that they uh released that's funny nah what does sonic say sonic don't even say nothing
1: did you see the sonic sonic's movie? a did ass. You see he's a, a fast ass hedgehog all
2: right oh okay okay okay, <laughs> okay. all right M- mario could shoot fireballs at you <laughs> sonic did you see the sonic movie that was their chance the sonic movie was was wasn't good and if that should have been fully cg
1: animated like a disney pixar film
2: so if they would have that that could have been their starting point right there but they can't do it they need to know what to do they don't know what to do they can't even stay in any lane I, i i i will admit the sonic cartoon back in the day on kids wb that was solid that was hard the gotta go fast sonic the whole the theme song everything that was that was hard if they continue doing that just doing TV shows, maybe they could get an audience, and then and introduce us to a game, maybe that people would like. But
1: Sonic has not been relevant for the past—I don't know how long. Which is depressing. I think. I think the only way. Well, I think the biggest way to bring the character back is finally get a good fucking game out there. Stop f***ing him up. <laughs> what you gonna make
2: him do? Like, what can you do? With, like, no offense, no offense. What are we gonna do with Sonic? We just gonna run around and, and, and get real Fun about it. That's the fun <laughs> thing. Nah, Sonic. you can't market Sonic. Like, that's it. Like, Mario, okay, we understand the original Mario. Da, 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 da. We over here hitting boxes and shit. But Mario is now marketable. You could go ahead and put him in Mario Party. We could go ahead and put him in Mario Galaxy. You ain't doing that with Sonic because Sonic will keep doing the same shit. Running. That's it. That's all he knew is run.
0: Damn. All right. <laughs>
2: hey, hey, I'm sorry. I like Sonic, and they doing my guy dirty. Like I said, that cartoon was hard. We had Knuckles, Tails, whatever. Dr. Eggman, cool. But I they gotta come
1: up with something that's Knuckles and little... Tails are are far more is like they're far more interesting than then Bowser and Luigi. Man. Man.
2: Well I know, dog. Mario Kart and Mario Party is hard, bro. I still play it to this day. To this day. Okay.
0: Well. All right, speaking of, you mentioned a couple games where, you know, Mario could just, like, be part of, like, an, a bigger ensemble cast. So what do you guys think about Marvel Avengers coming out September 4th? Play as this giant ensemble cast,
1: right? Dude, dude, as a massive fan of, of the Spider-Man video game Insomniac made, I am so goddamn excited for this one, man. Especially since this, this is looking like it's taking place in the same world as the Spider-Man game. So, like, I am I am so down. I am so hyped to play as Captain Marvel. She she looks slick on this one.
2: <laughs> All right, hold All your right. horses there, man. Um dude, I think Jared and I had a conversation about this game. Like, I don't know, man. Every it okay. I'm comparing I'm not I'm not trying to, but the only thing I can compare this game to that I know of is Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. That's the closest thing we've had to the Avengers and I don't know how long. And I just this is a game where I feel like it's not going to reach my expectations of what I expect.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. They
1: are, are dealing you, with a lot here. That is but, true. So like,
0: you have go ahead. So for reference, the playable characters are Captain America, Iron Man,
2: Hulk, Thor,
0: Black Widow, and Miss Marvel.
2: So that sucks off tops. No offense. I love I love Thor. I love Thor playing with Thor as a character. Hulk is awesome. All of those characters are awesome. Yeah, but you're they're, awesome. they're, they're they're missing some very key uh, Avengers. I know these aren't, you know, okay, off, off tops, off tops. Sorry, I'm getting carried away. Off tops, These this isn't even the complete starting Avengers. You feel what I'm saying? Like um, Black Widow and uh Arrow dude. I forget his name.
1: Hawkeye.
2: Hawkeye. Hawkeye. On top of that, you are missing key characters that we want to play with. Off tops. I don't care if Spider-Man already came up with a, with, a, with a game. He needs to be in this game. Off tops, Black Panther needs to be in this game. Off tops, there's missing characters that I feel like should be a part as the playable characters. Because we want more. Give us us the creativity. Give us the option to want to choose some of these characters. And I feel like I don't know too much about the game because I haven't dove into it, but I just feel like it's going to be like 2K where they're going to give you an idea of, oh, you have freedom, but it's going to be very restricted. And I think that's what's going to kind of piss me off.
0: It's a good thing you bring up 2K because we will get to that in a little bit. So we just have one more thing, and then we'll head into 2K. But any other thoughts, Daniel?
1: I'm just – I mean, this game may not – with any game, it may not live to expectations. But it's looking good so far, and I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it.
0: I'm still going to get it. All right. (laughs) And with that, we're – just a a quick touch-up on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. You guys are going to grab it? Nah. What what are your guys' thoughts about
1: it? Personally, I didn't really grow up with the game, so I think I saw one trailer. It looked okay, but it's it's not on my radar personally.
2: Okay. It might be one of those games where I, I I'm probably play it regardless. I I typically kind of play it almost every game, but I'm to see when there's like a deal, and copy it.
0: All right, just scoop it up when it's a uh, when it's in the bargain bin or something. Got yes, you, sir. But um, with that, I mean we've had a pretty animated discussion about good video games, time to switch it up and talk about bad video games. And our grievances with 2K is well known at this point. And I think the main thing now is that 2K21 is coming out uh September 4th for the current gen editions. We don't know when the next gen editions are gonna come out, but something that almost immediately got my attention was the fact that the next gen editions will cost $70. And
1: I know the that... seventy bucks for a video game.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and why are you laughing? Like, there's no pre-orders I mean... <laughs> for games that go range to a hundred dollars.
1: Uh, uh, I mean, like, what the what the noise this series has been making? Like, you sure you want to charge seventy bucks? You sure? Are you sure? So that, that's and see, what I'm asking.
0: And see, that's the more interesting part is that that's just a standard version of it, mm-hmm. like. If you pay 100 bucks, you get the Mamba Forever Edition, right? Mm-hmm. And, okay, let's say you spend 60 bucks on it for the current-gen consoles. You can't upgrade it for free if you just have the regular edition. So you have to buy the $100 edition to upgrade it to the next-gen version. And even then, you only get the standard version of the game once you do get it on the next-gen platform. So all the stuff that you have for the Mamba Forever Edition for current-gen, that's going to stay there. That's not going to carry over to the next-gen I just don't understand that. Like, you know, C D Project Red is giving you free upgrades with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I think EA and a bunch of other developers are doing the same thing, but yet 2K is saying, you know what? We're the only basketball game around. You can pay a hundred dollars and you can do you can get the whatever Mamba Forever edition. And get the base game, or you could just pay seventy and just get the regular ass game. I'm thinking to myself, this is this is horrible, man. Like they know that they're the only ones, and the fact that it's going to cost seventy dollars for the next gen console edition, and we don't even know what changes are going to be made to warrant a ten dollar increase. Like I don't, I don't know. What I mean, do you this think? is
1: this is what happens when you don't have a when you have a lack of competition. I mean, the the first. Pers- the company that is the sole maker gets lazy, complacent, and in the end, they end up taking advantage of the customer. And the product, at the end of the day, suffers. This is what happens.
2: It's not just 2K, right? It's all, all next-gen games are going to be $70, right?
0: We don't know yet. But 2K is going to be the first game to charge $70. They The last 15 years or so, the games have been a steady $60. So this would mark the first time that video game prices have gone up.
2: 2K is freaking awesome at stealing money. Look at this. Like You know, you you want a quality video game, you play it. You're trying to play online, my player, my team, and you're gonna suck. I don't care how hard you grind. If you play for the basic ass version of this game, you're gonna f***ing suck. Because you're gonna have these dudes that don't do with their life and they're just playing online and they're spending money racks on racks on racks vc to get their player up they grind for badges yada yada so they're forcing you to 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 pay for it now i think it's a cool idea i guess if i buy the video game and i get the upgraded version for my next gen console when i get it but i'm no offense i'm not stupid i'm not getting this next gen system so i don't even care what, what what's going on with that and I just, I'm, I'm very, I'm on the fence again because I want to get the Legend Edition because it's Kobe, but it's a lot of cons that go along with it. There's a lot of my team stuff that goes in with that hundred dollar fee that you're paying that I don't even play my team. So why am I getting? I'm just getting it just for Kobe, which sucks. So. I I disagree. Like I don't I don't understand why it has to be seventy dollars. How much is the system as, as is already? How much are we pay, paying yearly for the online services? How much yearly are we paying for VC? Like you already taking our money. You about to get an extra ten dollars on top of that?
1: What the f- I mean, video games are already expensive as they are. So I mean, to it's it's kind of a mistake, kind of a mistake to increase any the price of any video game in general.
2: It, especially after all, I like the pre-order and added. Uh, content that you can and will purchase see that's what i don't understand right like
0: 2k has enough money to go around why do they need to charge 100 dollars for extras that basically you're paying 30 additional dollars for extras to help you be better than everyone else is anyone else seeing that like yep. it's been pay, like that if you pay 70 dollars for the base game you're still not as good as the dude who's paying a hundred dollars who has all those benefits already embedded, plus they get to play the game however many days early. So true, you're you're already behind the eight ball because you're not shelling out thirty dollars for an additional what hundred thousand VC or boosts or whatever, and then you don't get to play the game three or four days before everyone else. So they're making it a system where we're in if you are one of the regular people, you are destined to lose. It's kind of like capitalism in some way.
2: Yep. It's absolutely capitalism. Absolutely.
0: That's just not fair, dude. Like, that's why, at least for me personally, that's why I'm boycotting this iteration, maybe future iterations of 2K, unless something happens. Because they, you and I had this dis- discussion, G, 2K's just going to keep doing whatever they're doing because they know the people will buy it at the end of the day, especially considering... They have Kobe on this year's edition. There's probably going to be more people that's going to be shelling out more hundred dollar bills at him just to just to be part of that group saying, "Oh, you know, I got Kobe. Nice."
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I tell you, this, I'm on the fence, but I'm one of those people. Like I was like, "Oh yeah, I got it," cause I got two K seventeen. Uh, yeah, two K seventeen. Yeah, that was the Legend Edition Kobe. I I bought that. I was like, yeah for sure. I'm for sure getting this, and that's one of the main reasons why I would. Think about getting the game, but then when you look at it, that extra forty dollars that you're paying for is what to play two three days earlier. In majority of the stuff I'm getting, I'm never even going to use that whole my team shit, everything my team related. I'm not using. So what am I paying for the hundred thousand VC? Okay, that's beneficial. And then just some other like random thing, some shoes. Like hey, what's that? What is that doing? Okay, I'm gonna look cool, but when I go play against people, it's not doing anything for me.
0: Nobody cares about your shoes. Yep.
2: Exactly. As long as you exactly. get buckets. So if I'm doing this pre-order, give me a, a free badge or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's it sucks. And we're only going to purchase this game because we love basketball. And Not Kobe. because we love the game.
1: I mean, this game's already kind of infamous for its trailer. I mean, you got Zion in a sauna. So it's this this garbage. Can...
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: man. Hey, but
0: I mean, speaking of garbage, that's a good segue. Like, what do you guys think should be done for Two K to have an enjoyable game? Because I know, uh, G, you have an idea about uh, about pro- potentially EA having a uh, having some pushback, maybe a bit of competition, if you will.
2: I mean, so,
1: go ahead. I, I think I think Two K will only start making good games again uh, once they get good competition, and that's a lot of this has to go on EA or another developer that wants to step in and step into the basketball market.
2: Yeah, that's true. It might have to be another developer. My idea with EA wasn't going wasn't targeting the the NBA. I I think I don't know about you guys, but I love the whole college aspect of video games. NCAA football was was amazing. From starting your dynasty to recruiting players to getting all the accolades, to getting them into the draft class, to seeing them develop over years. That whole aspect to me as a gamer is lovely, phenomenal. I love it. And I don't think we've had that with a basketball game. And I think EA's best bet is they have a better chance of creating or getting back the licenses for the college players to create a college basketball game for us compared to trying to take down the giant NBA 2K. Now, I know it's not the same product because we're not playing with NBA players, but I just think that creativity, that development – the whole aspect of the college field creating a coach whatever the case may be if they can implement some strong aspects like that and give us a quality basketball game within the college sphere i think that'll be amazing awesome you have so much that you can do with it just think about if we had a college game where we start from our regular season and then we're ended off at March Madness and just think about all the stuff that goes goes into that i you i feel like there's just so much potential there to give us at least a quality basketball game, I think that's where their focus should be at.
1: They could definitely make an NCAA game now because because players are – I mean, some things have been done with player compensation. So you could theoretically get some of the NCAA player, AA players on board to make your game.
0: Hopefully, EA does take a route like that. I mean, with all the sports being – the way that it is, and with sports video games the way that it is, I mean, what else can you lose at this point? Just try something, and then hopefully it sticks.
2: Absolutely. And I know this will never happen, but let's say that instead of trying to fight each other, I know it's not going to happen, but let's say, it, like, they work out, work together, EA, EA and, and 2K, and EA develops that college game that we all want and love, and you can end up importing your draft class or importing your college player from EA into the 2K universe. Therefore, you you negl- you take out that whole prelude cuz that shit it's it's cool, the idea is cool, the potential is there, but it's just it's it's lackluster to me. And I want to have an experience from start to finish. Maybe we have that story mode all in EA, EA Sports where we get to develop our character. Let's say we don't want to leave our first year. Let's say we want to develop in our second year. We get bonuses. You get an extra set of badges. I don't know. All of this creativity you got with it and to grow with your character, just just me personally, I feel like that's much a much better experience than what the f*** we've been getting. Because for the past couple of years, these, these, these stories, I don't know, they're just... They're not... They're not cool. Like it's it's whatever. It's like okay, I'm just trying to get past this so I can go play the park because that's all you're f-ing using your my character for. I guess that's just the best thing in the world. But me, I like a more personal feel as a gamer. I want to actually experience it. There's a lot of people that play basketball, went to college, or have a dream of doing it. So let's actually experience that dream. This this sh- that 2K has been developing ah, uh, it's hinting at it, but it's it's rushed. It's 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 a watered down product. It's it's not it's not it.
0: It'll be cool because I remember NBA Two K ten they they had the option of going down to the G League, yeah, and that was cool. That was a that was an added bonus to play well because if you don't, you're gonna get sent down. So I don't know why they took that out. I guess it just not a lot of people were playing it, but still, that's an interesting dynamic. Or maybe you could play overseas, right? And yes, make or come back because they yeah dabbled I with do that. that. They dabbled with that a little bit, but they didn't do it well
1: it would it would be cool to play like the Lamello route and you know
0: yeah i think 2, 2K19 they had that but they didn't execute it well because they just had you playing in china for a little bit then you come back anyways so you know maybe having maybe playing a 36 game season in china and then coming over that that would be a pretty cool little side story actually yes. fleshing that out and then if you don't make it in in the nba you go to the g league or you go to you know the the Australian League or something like that, just so there's more options instead of you're a former DJ and all <laughs> of a sudden you play basketball. That was the Ooh. worst
2: shit ever. Th-
0: that didn't even make sense. Like, if you're if you're on track to be an
2: NBA player, why the hell would you drop out to be a DJ? Like, what the hell? Yeah, that was the most unrealistic method of ever getting into the NBA. I, it's 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 very ironic you bring this up because I made a video. On uh, what I wanted from the my career experience from 2K last year, where I where I was like stating, okay, will you choose like a background of where you come from, and you get those op- op- options of choosing where you want to go. Okay, overseas, G League, uh, what school you want to go to, and that just I I really I, I agree with you. Like that that that'll be awesome. Give you a different experience. Let's say you choose a more prestigious school, and so they the coach scouted another five-star athlete that's in your position. Like, I don't know, just giving us those, those, those obstacles to actually make us work, but not make it so difficult where you got to spend tons of money just to make it. But just give us a story. Give us the life of a high school player trying to get out and make it professional. It'd be cool if they
0: take a, a page out of EA's book where in, I think in the FIFA, the recent FIFA games, you play as Alex Hunter and you can carry on that progression of their story. So I think that that'd be a pretty cool take as well. I agree. But um, with all that being said, the sun is slowly starting to settle down in whatever direction that is. So with that being said, is there anything else you guys want to add?
1: Sonic is still king. Of course <laughs> it is. Mario got <laughs> right? the crown, man.
0: And the girl too. Don't but um, me. yeah. With all that being said. Make sure to follow us on at Podcast Bricks on Twitter and at Shooting Bricks Podcast on Instagram for all the news on the Shooting Bricks Podcast. And as always, I'm Jerry Castillo. Uh,
1: I am Mr. Danny Wynn. And uh, joining us is Jarrell
2: Sells.
0: And we will see you next week.